from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Here we go, third down and goal from the three. Bohannon under center. Hand off, Abram Smith up the middle and into the end zone. Nearly untouched, what great blocking. Abram Smith hits pay dirt and the Bears regain the lead over the Bobcats. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by Marine Land Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats, making memories since 1983, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Coach, congratulations, a road win, a uh, win to start the season. Congratulations uh, on the night. Oh, appreciate that. I thought there were some good things. You know, I, I wish we were better on the penalty. You know, that's been a huge uh, attention getter for us. And you know, just, um, you know, that's the thing that sticks out to me. Whether you know, we extended drives and allowed them to score or we had scores that were taken away. Because of that, you know, I think you look at the, some of the, the yardage totals and, and all of it, and uh, it's tilted in our favor. I think the, the penalties was a big, big turn in the game, which evened it out, you know, and uh, forced it on you know, a two-minute defense to kind of get on the field and close it. So we can get better. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on a Monday, a Labor Day, a uh, an act of labor for some, a day off for some. But we are here and glad you're with us, Aaron. We got plenty to talk about. Glad we have a little airtime today. Yeah, we don't take days off. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do yesterday? Um, what did I do yesterday? <laughs> I was, I worked out and did two fantasy football drafts. Oh, the so draft. it was a, it was a, actually a pretty productive day there off. There you go. Yeah, Very right. good. It was a day off for me yesterday, and I took full advantage of it. Late night coming back, a little nap yesterday, get into that routine uh, during football season of working uh, every Saturday and hopefully catch a nap on Sundays. So nice today to uh, have a little bit of a breather, working uh, half a day. So uh, we're glad you're with us this afternoon. Highlight cut in the open courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield and then Coach Dave Aranda on with us postgame. We'll let you listen to Coach Aranda's weekly press conference here in the hour today. Uh, moving forward after the 29-20 win over Texas State on Saturday, hosting Texas Southern coming up this Saturday in the home opener at McLean Stadium. Aaron, uh, what would you think? What are your thoughts of the Baylor win from Saturday in San Marcos? Um, I thought that uh, they were able to do what they wanted. It took a while to establish it, but they came in with a game plan that they were going to run. Yeah. They were going to run right at them and, and show that they could do that and get better at doing that, and they did. I mean, as the game progressed, the uh, runs got longer and the holes got bigger, and they imposed their will on them. Um, you know, uh, there wasn't a ton of points scored. You know, seven was defense, but uh, – the offense, I think, is started off in the right direction. It started off how they wanted to, right? Running the ball, controlling the clock, and controlling the tempo of the game, dictating the tempo. And the defense was outstanding. I mean, you know, they 
they uh, made big plays. They got a defensive touchdown, and, uh, you know, they, they played well all game. Yep, very good. I, I agree with uh, pretty much everything you say. Three takeaways was good, three interceptions by Baylor. Bears did lose a fumble. Uh, was that their first or second possession? Abram Smith lost a fumble, maybe their first possession of the night. Baylor only lost one fumble all last season. So we've done that now. No more. Can't lose any more fumbles <laughs> the remainder <laughs> of the way. We've, uh, we've gotten that one out of the way. Uh, but a uh, plus two in takeaways, and that was good. I, I thought uh, I thought the defense would be more dominant with with those ten guys returning and Apuika added in at the defensive front. He was pretty well neutralized. We'll hear Coach Aranda talk about that. Jerry Hill asked the question about Apu, uh, and Coach uh, Coach basically says, "Yeah, we we need more from him. We can get more from him." I thought he would be more dominant and the defense would be more dominant overall. But give credit to Texas State uh, and that quarterback, Brady McBride. I thought he really did a good job of extending plays. And he only got sacked once all night. He, he made things happen. Well, and uh, Coach Aranda also said that they did some, some things completely different That's than, right. they, had, than right. they had seen at any point on film, yeah. which I think this – was a very important game for them so they kind of pulled out all the stops and I don't think they're going to see that a lot during during the rest of the season where where teams completely change their offense right. you know to try to catch them off guard and and you saw you know once they adjusted at halftime that that it's not like uh Texas State you know moved the ball at will in the first half or scored a bunch but you know after they made adjustments to what Texas State was doing in the second half you could see the difference yeah First, uh, you know, first game of the year, that's when you can do that. You can pull some stuff, you know, that you haven't shown on tape and uh, and give Texas State credit for doing that, you know, to make them some changes Baylor, you know, had to adjust to in-game. Yeah, and this uh, they did it on both sides of the ball, by the right, way. But, right. I mean, this is their bowl game, you yeah. know. Um, last year they, they never trailed Boston College until, what, under a minute to yeah. go and Boston College took the lead and beat them or else they would have beaten Boston College last year. I mean, they've – they played some some uh, pretty pretty good Division One programs, very very close. And uh, like I said, this was their game. I think that yeah. that one of the get you know you always have a couple circled. Sure. I'm sure there's a conference game that they have that they have circled, but definitely Baylor was another one that they were like, we want to win this, and we're going to pull out all the stops. Yeah, good point. Getting them there, getting Baylor there in San Marcos. They've never defeated a, a Power Five opponent. And, uh, again, Texas State did some things really well. I thought Gary Bohannon was really solid, you know, just a solid effort. 15 of 24, 148 yards, missed on some long shots. I mean, if they had connected on one of those, there was one I remember to Tyquan Thornton. He was running open. And uh, Tyquan, as, as, with those long strides and how fast he is, it's hard to overthrow Tyquan Thornton. But Gary did. <laughs> he <laughs> overthrew him, which shows his arm strength. But you connect on one of those, you know, that's 60 more yards right there, and it really forces uh, um, Texas State to do some things defensively to back up on him. Um, they took some shots downfield, but the majority of the offense was running. Treston Ebner, 120 yards. Abram Smith, 118 yards, two touchdowns. And the running game was good. And um, um, – and there was one he actually should have had a oh, uh, yeah, touchdown yeah, 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 pass. Yeah, the one to it didn't get reviewed. That's um, right. 
Yeah, yeah, and Coach talked about that at the press conference. You'll hear that. So it was a pass to Josh Fleeks. Yes, Josh Fleeks. I and um, he makes a spectacular catch. And you, when you see the video that I saw today, right. from the back, it was absolutely a touchdown. Great catch. Yes, it's, yeah. it's a shame that that they didn't, you know, that they didn't get to review it yeah. and and reverse that call because it was easily reversible. Right. And it was definitely a touchdown, and it was such a great catch by Fleeks. Yeah, and, and the story is they did not have replay available. Uh, Texas State just didn't have the, uh, the cameras, the facilities to do replay, and Coach knew about that ahead of time. So here's this play when you absolutely are begging for replay. Uh, you know, he caught it. You could tell he caught it. And we said on the air he must have landed out of bounds, didn't get a foot down. But then we saw that video that you're talking about. I think credit Jack Allen with KXXV. He had a great shot of it. And Chris Williams from KWTX had a great shot of it also. They were at ground level in the end zone. And it clearly showed he had possession and he had a touchdown. But when it's called no catch and you can't review it, you can't yeah. replay it, there's yeah. nothing you can do. I mean, it was just a non-catch. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's yeah, important. it was because I mean it was it was a it's just one of the best catches you're going to see for him for him to come down with that ball and get in bounds. It was it yeah. was amazing. It was great, great. It catch. was an R.J. Snead type catch, is what <laughs> it was, and it was Josh Fleeks pulling it off. Too bad for him that he didn't get credit for a touchdown. That would have been a Sports Center top ten play right there had uh, had the camera work been a little bit better. Absolutely, uh, which was apparently an issue all night. I kept getting messages uh, about the production, the television production. I think Brant Freeman and and Keith Moreland did a great job announcing, but the camera work was, you know, having trouble keeping up with the action on Saturday. Yeah, and and can I say something about that? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. One, I understand people that pay for ESPN Plus mm -hmm. that were really disappointed in the mm -hmm. broadcast. I am amongst mm -hmm. them. I mean, I feel you. I was yeah. just like, this is, you know, what's going on? What I didn't like was people in the industry just kind of dogpiling on the crew, which is, oh, really? which was, yeah. you know, which was students. Right. You know, that yeah. were actually doing the broadcast. That's right. I mean, for uh, the most part, the, the camera people were students. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, a lot, most of the broadcast crew. Right. You know, was students and uh, and even after that was made known, I saw some tweets and I was like, "Look, you know, that's that's really unfair and it's you know it's just not yeah. very professional." I, I did, I, right. yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it at all, and and I did see a couple of people come back and say, "Hey, I, you know, I didn't know that that was, you know, that the." That it was a student-run broadcast, basically. Yeah. That ESPN kind of put them in a bad position, you know, to to put all that responsibility on their shoulder, uh, because we all know what it's like to have a bad game. We also know what it's like to just be starting out. I've I've done over a hundred high school games, done color on them, and I did my first one in over a decade. Friday night. Oh yeah. I wasn't very good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think I was terrible, but right. I know that. I used to be a lot better at it. Yeah. It's just one of those things that, that's not like riding a bike. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. just have to um, have experience. And I actually had experience, still didn't do a great job. Yeah, which you is done it in a while. Right, which is why I was, it really bothered me that, that people who are trying to learn the industry and got thrown into a, a high-pressure, kind of no-win situation, you know, kind of uh, there was – well, there was there were some people that took some shots at yeah, him, and I, I, I didn't you. like it. Yeah, that was tough. 
But uh, bottom line, Baylor won the game 29-20. Bears are 1-0. They've won their season opener 12 of the last 13 years. So good start there. Now back to work. And no Labor Day off for this football team. They are back to work today and uh, host Texas Southern 6 p.m. Saturday at McLean Stadium. Yeah, there's uh, football coaches and players and the people that work in the uh, industry that covers them. They 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 are all working today. Yeah, because there's I've no ta- Labor Day. I, I talked to six coaches today before <laughs> before all the shows, and uh, <laughs> they were all on the job and and ready to talk for a few minutes yeah. about their upcoming games. So it was it's. Everybody's, everybody's busy. Yes, yeah, everybody's exactly. working. All right, uh, it was a good weekend. That was part of a good weekend, opening weekend for the Big 12. Let's take a break. We'll look at that when we come back. A little bit later, let you hear the Dave Aranda press conference from today. And uh, Dave talking about uh, the uh, runners, the uh, the two backs over 100 yards, Gary Bohannon's first start, Apu Ika. Uh, you know, no replay available for what would have been a Josh Fleeks touchdown catch. All of those things you'll hear from Coach Aranda coming up. Take a break and be right back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Labor Day is looking to be a pretty pleasant one with mostly sunny skies and a high of 95 degrees and a refreshing northeasterly wind of 5 to 15 miles per hour with some gusting to 20 miles per hour. Tonight we'll settle into the lower 70s for a low temperature with mostly clear skies. Tomorrow, another day of plenty of sunshine with a high of 96. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5, 30, 6, and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. It's the Baylor Tailgate Show this Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Tailgate Show is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Neighborhood Works Waco, Oakley's Rustic Grill, Oakley's Shack and Shack, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm, TFMB, your bank for life. The Baylor Tailgate Show is also brought to you in part by Hurley Benefit Services, Old Chicago Pizzeria, Total Office Solutions, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, Walk-On Sports Bistro, Maya Fuels, and Central National Bank. It's the Baylor Bears and Texas Southern, and we've got your Baylor tailgate show Saturday at 2 on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit HeritageCreamery.com for more information. 
At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. With us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. Glad you're with us on this Monday, Labor Day. Day off for some. Hope you're enjoying that. I uh, stayed home a little later. Didn't punch the clock at 8.30 this morning, but mowed this morning. So I got that done today. Aaron, which was nice because I didn't get it done Friday. Didn't have time to do it on Saturday. Yesterday, uh, instead of having to go out and mow, I took a nap. So <laughs> that was a pretty good option to get the mowing done this morning. Yeah. You know what's even better? What's that? Living have in an apartment and not having a press <laughs> along to mow. Not have to worry about <laughs> That's it exactly at all. Right. Absolutely. So uh, got that done. We're brought to you in part by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. Uh, come in and check out the most prestigious Jeep, the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L, the beautifully rugged third-row seat Jeep with this incredible Jeep arriving daily. You're going to fall in love with the Grand Cherokee L. Check it out. It is Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. All right, Big 12 uh, had a nice opening weekend, Aaron. It started on uh, Friday night with the Kansas Jayhawks winning. Uh, it was uh, tough. It was a struggle, but they won their game on Friday night over the Coyotes of South Dakota. So that got the Big 12 off to a good start on Friday. Then on Saturday, uh, things started off uh, really well. We were driving down to San Marcos, listening, switching between those two early games. Uh, Oklahoma and Tulane, and also uh, K-State and Stanford were the early games. Mm -hmm. K-State was just in control the entire game. Very impressive, very impressive win. I, you know, I know Stanford's down this year, but that's still – that's a traditionally strong program. And like you said, they, they dominated that game. And go, going back to the Kansas game, congratulations to them on a victory. Yeah. But did you see what happened after the game? Uh, I don't think I did. No, they rushed the field after beating oh, a <laughs> yeah beating South Dakota. Yeah, so oh, I mean I that, that that that's how down that program's been. Uh, and and I get it, you know, it, yeah. a win is a win is a win. But I just I, I found it kind of amusing. <laughs> okay, so uh, they're celebrating. Maybe they're looking down the road, saying, "Yeah, we're gonna have another another chance to do this." I don't know. Let's just rush That's the field a great right point. Now. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> so, uh, Kansas started with a win. K State beat uh, Stanford on Saturday morning. 
Oklahoma, number two team in the nation, had a fight on their hands, didn't they, against Tulane? Watched that game as I was up here uh, running the pregame for Baylor and uh, Texas State. And, yeah, the the Tulane quarterback, it was a fourth and 14, um, and they needed to get to about – the Oklahoma 48, I think, uh-huh. and on fourth and 14, he scrambled and ran for 13 and a half. Ooh, and it was, a, it was a good call and a good spot. He didn't make it, but, man, was he close. And if he makes it, they've got a first down in Oklahoma territory with about a minute left. Wow, yeah. It was uh, – people were questioning the OU defense in that game. Uh, you know, it's the first game. Yeah. If, they, if they look bad in the second game, then we can uh, – you know, then maybe question it, but let's. I mean, it's it's so tough to tell Absolutely. by game one. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I know you're going to talk about these games uh, coming up here in a second, but that's you know, Iowa State struggled with Northern Iowa. That doesn't mean that Iowa State isn't still good. Texas handled Louisiana pretty well. That doesn't mean Texas is going undefeated and making the playoffs. I'm yeah. not saying they won't, but you know, it's just don't put too much on the first game. Right. Unless Absolutely. you're talking about Alabama. I mean, they're just – Yeah. It's, it's just Alabama, you know. They they went in and just uh, took apart a, a, a not bad Miami team. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, factor that in. It is the first week. Texas did uh, win 38-18 over uh, Louisiana. Uh, Iowa State did win closer than a lot of people would have uh, expected over Northern Iowa. 16-10 to 10 was the final score there. The only loss – Big 12 goes 9-1 and one on the opening weekend. The only loss was West Virginia, lost by six on the road at Maryland. Uh, Oklahoma State and Missouri State, this one was kind of sneaky close, uh, seven-point game, 23-16. Oklahoma State won there. Uh, big win for Texas Tech, winning over Houston. They were down by 14 points and scored the last 31 points of the game and won at 38-21. That is a good win for Matt Wells and Texas Tech. Yeah, like you said, it was a good win for the conference, a good weekend for the conference as a whole, that being one of the one of the really good victories. And, you know, West Virginia led most of that game yeah. and uh, just couldn't finish it off. Of course, Oklahoma State led the whole game, but almost let, you know, yeah. almost let them come back and win. But they were without their starting quarterback, who was a last-minute scratch. Yeah, because Spencer of, Sanders. Yeah, because of COVID. Yeah, so. didn't play. So there you go. COVID rears its head uh, in the form of Spencer Sanders missing that game on Saturday for Oklahoma State. The other game was TCU over Duquesne, 45-3. to uh, I didn't know this till today. I was talking to Brian Estridge, who did the game, Voice of the Frogs. And uh, he said they played the second half. They asked about playing with a running clock, and they said, no, you can't do that. Um, this is Division One football. <laughs> We've got to get the media breaks in. You can play two 12-minute ha- quarters, though. They played the second half with 12-minute quarters. Wow. TCU over Duquesne. Now, how how rare is that? Yeah, no, to, I, to, that's to the first that. I've ever heard of that I know. In, in college. I mean, I obviously know. in high school, you know, that's, right. how, that's how it goes. But. Yeah, that's what they did in the second half Saturday in Fort Worth. All right, so there's the uh, opening weekend for the league, 9-1. Uh, and one. That is great. Certainly some bigger tests, bigger games ahead. Uh, game day, ESPN's college game day is headed to Ames uh, ahead of the Iowa State-Iowa game this Saturday. So uh, that'll be a nice lick for the Cyclones and for the Big 12 to have game day in Ames this Saturday. Baylor is home hosting Texas Southern on Saturday evening. Let's take a break, and when we come back, 
We'll let you hear the Dave Aranda press conference from today. Heading into week two, uh, the Bears at 1-0 on the season. That is straight ahead. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Marineland Boating Center. They're at I-35 and Loop 340 South with Crest Pontoons, Mercury Marine, and all of that. The uh, Crest Standard of Excellence, powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983. Baylor football lives here. It's the Bears 2021 home opener this Saturday from McLean Stadium, hosting Texas Southern. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show live from Touchdown Alley. 6 p.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Tigers. John, JJ, and Ricky have the call right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water unites us all. Crest Pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all to relax, Marineland Boating Center has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest Standard of Excellence. Powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983. Come join ESPN Central Texas at Twisted Root Burger Company in Waco, Thursday, September 9th from 2 to 4. John Morris and Matt Mosley will be broadcasting their shows live. Stop by and join the fun Thursday, September 9th at Twisted Root Burger Company in Waco, located at 801 South 2nd Street. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hobbs Bonded Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovacic Sausage in West. The Big 12 goes 9-1 in the opening week of play with the only loss in conference, West Virginia losing to Maryland 30-24. One game in college football tonight, Louisville and Ole Miss. 
kickoff at 7 on ESPN. Tyrod Taylor was officially named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans and will make his debut for the franchise on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dallas Cowboys will be without Zach Martin for Thursday's season opener against Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the six-time Pro Bowl right guard tested positive for the coronavirus and landed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Rangers and Angels again tonight, 8.07 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Third down at six or third and five for the Bobcats at the Baylor 20 yard line. Hand off, running right. Baylor stretches it out. They'll make the tackle for the loss. Jalen Petrie chases down the ball carrier for a loss. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. I like cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield, and let's get right to it. I want you to let you listen in now to Dave Aranda's meeting with the media over the lunch hour today. It's good to see you guys again. You know, um, have taken some time to review our um, our game versus Texas State, and a lot of positive things, a lot of things that we can get better at. We've been really kind of diving into those details. Feel good about the collective response from the staff. Excited about meeting with our players today to get back on it. I think there's such a great amount of um, improvement we can make from week one to week two and so we're really looking at that you know in looking ahead at um, you know this week's opponent um, some familiar faces for me uh, players that they have and you know a coaching staff that I'm familiar with too and so um, an opportunity to play at home and to have people in the stands and have families of our players be at the game and have unofficial visitors, uh, recruits to the game, and just things that uh, have, have not been in place really. And so really looking forward to that. And um, you know, most importantly, looking forward to getting better. So with that, I'll take any questions you guys got. Dave, Dave what did you like about the first game and, and what do you feel like you guys need to improve on? We have to improve with uh, our penalties. You know, we had 11 penalties. We had a lot of them at the end of the game. And I thought it um, it tightened the game. And um, I think there were some penalties that um, were careless and were not reflective of uh, who we are or who we want to be. And, um, you know, I take responsibility for that. I think um, positive-wise, I feel like there's an identity. I think when you look at the tape, you can see kind of where people are coming at or coming from offensively and defensively. You can see the, the makings of, okay, this is what they are. This is what they're about. And I think uh, we have to double down on that effort. Um, and then I thought there's good leadership with uh, Gary, a quarterback. I thought his calmness, his collective cool from the start to the finish, I think, helped or with an early part in the game when it was a little bit back and forth. 
And I think his ability to kind of manage that, just being him and doing what he does, was a positive. So, um, yeah, I think the penalties is something that sticks out and something we got to get better at. On those flags, uh, when, when you look and break down the film, do you see, like, flags that are sort of almost acceptable because it's because of aggression and, and you know, they're trying to make a play and something, you know, just kind of gets away from them? But and then some that, you know, you need to be a little more disciplined or are they all bad? Or? No, yeah, there's going to be pre- and post-snap penalties, I think. Um, you know, I think those, in a lot of ways, we can control. I think there's things that in in the the flow of a, of a play, let's say, where, um, you know, my hands are, are inside, but a guy sees it as being outside. Those are things when you're playing fast and you're playing aggressive. You know, we'll um, we'll take the hit on that. But I feel like the the pre-snap, you know, the offsides, the um, um, the post-snap, the uh, personal fouls. You know, a great example would be I think early in the week there's there is a clip that we showed the team of a personal foul that happened in one of the really early games. And it was, um, it didn't look like much. I think it was a defender. I think the quarterback threw a pick and the defender hit the QB, but kind of just glanced him. And it was, it was called personal foul and negated the pick and the whole thing. And then um, it wasn't exactly that situation, but pretty close that we just went ahead and did. And so I think the ability to look at that from just a, a teaching and learning perspective, you know, I know there's times for me just ego-wise where I would like to think that showing it and covering it is enough, but it ain't, you know. And so now we've got to be able to use what just happened as, you know, here is something that, here is a decision that was made that affected us in a negative way, right? This is this is not who we want to be. Here's how we can get better. So those are the discussions that are coming up. I mean, really, they've already started, but as far as a team, you know, taking that on here moving forward. Dave, how did the, or from your vantage point, how did the offensive line grade out? How did they do? The, uh, good. I thought they, um, I thought there was confidence, and I thought that um, that confidence grew as the game went on. And, you know, in going around the locker room after the game, um, there was some measured, um, I think after the game, post game was was pretty measured. I think that'd probably be the the word I would use. You know, I think everyone was 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 um, felt good about the win, but also knew that we could have played a whole lot better. And um, when I went over to the O line section, very um, very confident, um, very uh, um, trusting of uh, the scheme. Of their of their teammates, you know, there is a point. I think Connor Galvin mentioned where, you know, there is a point in the game. Whereas if it was last year, you know, he didn't know if we if if it was last year's group if we would have you know fought through, and that uh, there wasn't even a, a question this year. And so I didn't really ask for that. It kind of shook me a little bit. <laughs> I'm glad he said it, you know. But I think some things like that. I think. Our little wins that are going to end up being big ones. We just got to, we got to keep at it.
No, he could. <laughs> uh, how good was it to see uh, Abram Smith? Uh, you know, he really showed. You know how he's you know north, south, east, west. He can uh, you know really uh, run the ball well. Yeah, I thought his ability to bounce back um, early in the game, I thought was really strong. I thought, you know, um, Abram's a very de determined, mentally strong person. And I think he's he's got a, a really, really strong heart. Guys know him and respect him. He doesn't say very much, but when he says something, everyone listens to him. They know when he's there and when he ain't. And so his presence is real. And so, um, you know, he's someone you want in the middle of the fight, and um, Abram wants to get in the middle of it. And so I think you know that's going to be good for us moving forward. Um, there's a couple times in there where he was able to move piles after contact, and so we're looking for more of that. Dave, was the replay booth working Saturday? It wasn't. Yeah. Isn't that a rule that it should be? Is that? Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think you know we started the game. And um, just as we, we start with our headsets, the head, you know, our headsets are not working. And so we've got guys off to the side. I think we collected ourselves, but just kind of doing the thing, you know, kind of going crazy as we settle down. And we were trying to figure out, you know, am I close to people? So we got coaches, like, moving close to someone. Does it work? Or no, it doesn't work if we were away. So we're moving away. I think Ron Roberts was saying it works when I'm in the 20 or I'm in the 30s, so he's trying to stay in between. And there was all this stuff going on. I thought they were able to handle it good um, after initially kind of diagnosing it. You know, uh, Harrison, our equipment guy, was working up a sweat, working back and forth. And then I think about middle of the first quarter, um, they the, the ump, ump came over to me and said that the um, replay was out. And so way unfortunate for Fleeks. Um, you know, I, just personally for me, I w would want him to have that moment. And I think I go back to, like, you know, fall camp for as well as Fleeks played. He didn't have a catch like that. And for him to have one in the game uh, where points are, are uh, at stake and, the, you know, the game's in doubt, for him to do that, it's just way, way big of him. But, you know, the blessing of it all is that after that, right, so, you know, I go up to our guy. I know what's down. And um, our, our, the ref on the sideline, I ask him, can we get that review? And I know what he's going to say. And he, he just kind of looks at me. And so after that, um, you know, because upstairs, I think Sean Bell is upstairs, and he's saying, Dave, this is a touchdown. And, um, you know, so it was just unfortunate. After that play, Fleeks doesn't say anything, doesn't complain, doesn't cause any of this, goes in, and I think it was a perimeter screen or perimeter run, and Fleeks gets his guy and drives him back six yards, which is way cool, which is, you know, probably in the bigger, in the bigger, the bigger, the bigger uh, piece of it all. Um, might be might be a, um, uh, a greater gift, right? And so, proud of him. Uh, the headliner of your 2022 class, Zach Power, decommits last night. How do y'all go about addressing that and finding quarterbacks for this class? Yeah, I think there's still discussion um, there. I think you know um, I've got 
great relationships with all of our guys. And so we'll continue to communicate with our commits. And I think there's, um, you know, the relationships that I have, not only with them, but their families and our coaches, I feel is really strong. And so, um, you know, it's a long season. We'll see where it goes. Dave, uh, you went with Hankins at kicker. Did he just have a strong camp, or how'd you make that decision? Yeah, he did. You know, I think going into camp, we really wanted to have, you know, the ability to turn place kicking into a weapon. And I think, you know, and we have the ability on our roster from, uh, you know, Hankins on down to be able to have that as a weapon. I think um, that has, that needs to occur more often, you know, and, um, so it was a wide open competition during camp, and uh, he uh, separated himself pretty early. And uh, we, we, we took it past the second scrimmage just to uh, make sure and set up situations throughout practice where we're creating pressure situations where a kick's going to decide the thing just to build, steal more reps. And he was able to, uh, to rise up to those occasions. So excited about him. And the future that uh, that he can create for himself, I think the other kickers are working hard. I think they're they're not uh, disillusioned. You know, I think there's opportunity there. You know, would love for that specific positional player to be a weapon for us. And you know, there is a I think there is a I forget exactly where the ball was. It was a fourth and long, and it was in a spot where you'd like to kick a field goal, and we went for it. It was, and you know, I think it was a throw to um, Taekwon. So we'd like to get to a spot where we can kick a field goal there and feel real strong about it. So we're working to get to that. Dave, uh, I know football coaches tend to be really in the moment. Do you follow much of this Big 12 expansion talk? Do you have talks with uh, Mac about kind of what's going on and all that? Not really. <laughs> no. Um, I just think, you know, I think the, um, I mean, we're, just, we're talking about this, I think, with, uh, with Smoke last week. I think just the, one of the, there was a time, I think, just personally in my career where I would listen to, um, you know, people talking about college football on the way to work and the way back. And I think it just, I just feel like for me, it almost like sped stuff up where I think you really want stuff to slow down, you know? And so when it was like, when it was always kind of going fast, you know, um, I was probably more interesting to talk to for like my wife's, you know, my wife's friends, husbands, you know? <laughs> but I think outside of, outside of that particular piece, I think I was just, you know, thinking about things that I really couldn't control, you know? And uh, maybe that stuff was affecting my stuff, you know. And so now it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more, you know, I'm in football, but I'm trying not to be of it. And so not a lot of football stuff other than the things that I can really affect. Is, is that exciting to you at all? That, you know, maybe the potential of the teams are going to bring in? Yeah, you know, I think um, – I think the ability for for um, for us to be able to have um, traditional rivalries 
and to be able to, to, to play a TCU and a Texas Tech and, um, you know, um, to play within the state of Texas, to have that ability is something that I think is a positive, not only for our kids, but our kids' families. And so, um, I mean, we'll see how things shake out. But I think the ability for, for us to play within our state the majority of the time, I think, is something that uh, I think kids in our state would look, look, to, look to do. Okay, looking ahead to Texas Southern, what about them stands out when you look at the initial film? They've got some athletes on the perimeter. I think, um, you know, I, I think defensively there's some edge rushers on either side. Um, they're four down front. I think uh, they've got some good skill at corners and um, a fair amount of man coverage. And so we'll see more man in this game than we collectively did in this last game uh, for sure. Um, and I think we'll see more pressure in this game than we saw in this last game. And so um, I think defensively there's some challenges that way. I think offensively, um, I think their running back stable is pretty strong. And I think uh, quarterback has a lot of uh, athleticism, got a strong arm. I think they're looking for um, for him to be real consistent in that role. And so we're going to try our best to disrupt that. But um, I think there's some good talent. And, and again, I know these coaches and respect them and have a friendship. And so it'll be, it'll be good to see him. Coach, what do you hope the progression looks like for Gary Bohannon? What would be the next step for him? Completing. Um, you know, our shot plays, and I think, you know, I think you saw, and so at the end of the game, the Texas State uh, coordinator was shaking hands. We'd always meet and talk ball at uh, various places, and, um, you know, it's a good good young coach, and shaking hands, and I go, man, it's a good idea with the man coverage, you know, so they, they, was, they were not a big man team. They played man versus us, and so... Um, you know, I think we, we, you know, the first game, there's always adjustments to be made. So this just happened to be one of them, and we we're able to adjust to it. But I think until we can complete balls down the field, right, you're asking defensively for a certain way people are going to play you. And so you have to stretch it out. Uh, Trey Dabney and Ben Sims had one target apiece. Do you think you'll see them get more involved in the passing game this week? Yes. Yeah. I think um, there's. There were some opportunities on some of our nakeds and our boots, and, but there'll be more with uh, not only the drop back pass game, but the quick game. And so I think, you know, practice wise, they're, they are um, targeted quite a bit. And so I think when things start opening up more, you know, I think like, so to go back to last week, right, there is a first level with the D line, there is a linebacker level, and then generally there's a third level with DBs. But the more you run it and the less you throw it deep, the more it's a first level and a second level. You know what I mean? Linebackers and safeties kind of stack together. And so I think, you know, that's about the area where, there's, where the tight ends, you know, uh, catch, catch their passes. And so the ability to stretch that, right, will open it up more for them. Dave, was there anything that they did to neutralize Abu? Or did they double him most of the time? Or? No, I think he can play better. And I think, you know, it was something I, I, you know, Apu was really excited for this game. And, um, you know, I appreciate his energy and his, and the juice that he brought. And I think his ability to, um, 
kind of what we what we're talking about on the car ride going to and from work with me it's just a not there's always a time to rev it up but to slow it down right and play technique and all of it I think is going to help him and so there is times and I think the other piece too is you know versus what we you know versus what we've what we've seen from our offense every week is is this and so his ability to just to take off and and kind of puncture a hole through that I think is pretty well documented at this point that's uh, the majority of the Dave Aranda press conference from earlier today. Uh, you want to hear or watch or share the entire thing, it's available on the website at BaylorBears.com. Let's take a break. We'll be back with our final segment. Uh, the Bears, again, back at work today. They'll host Texas Southern this Saturday evening, 6 p.m. kickoff at McLean Stadium. Take a break and be right back. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. Brent Zorneman joining us right now from the Houston Chronicle. I then sought out Commissioner Greg Sankey, you know, and, and uh, found him on Red Radio Road down there. And he looked at me like, where did you hear that? You know, and <laughs> and then uh, essentially he said, well, you know, rumors have been swirling. Then he said, yeah, no comment. You know, that because and at that point, you know, then we're trying to get uh, reaction from from especially Texas and then then, then OU. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. He raids your fridge. Yada brada. Borrows your car without asking. Scratches? What scratches? He's your brother-in-law. I'll pay you back. He takes what's yours, and there's nothing you can do. But when identity thieves want to take what's yours, you can do something. LifeLock by Norton monitors your info and alerts you to potential threats. If you become a victim, they can help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com using promo code NEWS. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you could want, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and special events for all interests. Contact John or Rebecca today at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home or to book your next private event. 
The best prices on new or used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. A large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canet, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions, but not rush you through the shopping experience. Ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovacic Sausage in West. The Big 12 goes 9-1 in the opening week of play with the only loss in conference, West Virginia losing to Maryland 30-24. One game in college football tonight, Louisville and Ole Miss kick off at 7 on ESPN. Tyrod Taylor was officially named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans and will make his debut for the franchise on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dallas Cowboys will be without Zach Martin for Thursday's season opener against Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the six-time Pro Bowl right guard tested positive for the coronavirus and landed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Rangers and Angels again tonight, 8:07 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. segment hope you enjoyed hearing from Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda his weekly press conference we'll uh, we'll pl- plan on doing that every Monday that there is a press conference here in the 2 p.m. hour so you can count on that it is also it's broadcast live if you want to see it at 1130 on the Baylor website at BaylorBears.com was that the uh, funky drop of the day uh, no 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 okay do, do you know the name of that song this one the one that just played, played yeah um, gotta think. You don't know? No, I don't. Okay, that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse. Mm. A little bit before. Yeah, my I'm time. not positive. I'm not positive. Okay, I don't know. I was just wondering because I mean it's a, it's a great. Did you like it? Yeah, I, okay. I was dancing. I don't dance. <laughs> and you don't dance. Well, I don't dance well. <laughs> Neither does Jerry Hill. <laughs> that doesn't stop him. <laughs> All right, Matt Mosley is coming up next. Uh, three to four. Matt's working on Labor Day. Tom Barfield, Ward Whites are working on Labor Day. They'll be in here at four o'clock today. Tom had a uh, sit down one on one with Coach Aranda, so we'll hear from that coming up in uh, the 4 o'clock hour uh, on game time coming up this afternoon. All right, let me mention some birthdays. And, and uh, to start with this, um, so I work with J.J. Joe, you know, on the broadcast, and Ricky and Bob and our crew, and Matt Izetti was with us spotting mm-hmm. the other night. So I spent, like, the day, the whole day with J.J. on Saturday. And not until today did I realize that Saturday – the day we spent the day together was his wife, Lakeisha's birthday. And, you know, we would have given her a shout out on the air, but it completely slipped by me. And I apologize to him and to her and we'll make up for it this week. But, you know, that's going to be a week late. So I'm really kicking myself that we missed uh, JJ's wife's birthday on Saturday. Um, I, I'm just kicking myself. It's my fault completely. So, Happy birthday late to uh, Lakeisha Joe. 
birthdays uh, today, or let's go back to yesterday. It was Gary Rhodes' birthday yesterday. Gary at uh, First Woodway here in Waco. Happy birthday to Gary a day late. Today, uh, among those having birthdays today is uh, Kelly McCarver. Happy birthday to Kelly, formerly our neighbor up the street on Stone Ridge. Uh, Cal Spangler's birthday is today, former Baylor baseball player. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Janice Samen's birthday is today, the uh, much better half of Matt Samen. Happy birthday to Jana. Mm, it's Bruce Carbonera's birthday today. Happy birthday to, uh, to Bruce. And let's see, who else? Oh, it's Tommy Lou Davis's birthday today. Happy birthday to Tommy Lou on this September 6th. Let me check one other list, see if there's anybody else that I want to add on there. Uh, I think that's it. So uh, happy birthday to those folks. Aaron, anybody to add today? A couple. Uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd turns 78. Okay. Jeff Foxworthy is 63. Okay. Rosie Perez is 57. And uh, I- Idris Elba, who, uh, who's who been in uh, a lot of movies, and he was in The Wire, which is one of the greatest yeah, TV yeah. series, but he played Hemdall in the Thor movies, and uh, has been in quite a few. Uh, he turns 49 today, so cool. he is, wow, we're almost exactly the same age. Ooh, I'm about a week older than he is, old, yeah. <laughs> five days, but <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's a fun fact. Very so cool. anyway, that's today's birthdays. All right, very good. There's a good list of birthdays. Happy birthday to all those folks. If we missed you, uh, we're not being snobbish. We just missed it. So uh, like I did Lakeisha Joe on Saturday. Happy birthday to those folks. We're going to move out of here. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Get his thoughts. He was there at the Baylor-Texas State game on Saturday in San Marcos. Get his thoughts on that. A little bit later, Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Aaron on game time, 4 o'clock here on ESPN Central Texas. Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next here on ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Let's welcome in from the athletic Sam Conn Jr. And I think that that is to me why I think the Big 12 has to buy a little long term if they can pull 